Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about failure. I know, probably not most people's favorite topic. It's not mine, for sure. I mean, who wants to fail? Not me. But over my career, I have failed many times. Every time, it was hard. I mean, that feeling of disappointment, not my favorite. I have to admit that I was the worst at dealing with failure. I have, though, recognized a pattern in myself every time that I failed. First of all, I would blame someone or something for my failure. But then in private, I would beat myself up over and over again. I would repeat to myself that I was not good enough, that I was not capable. I would get into this negative and mindset and turn really pessimistic. Even I would become afraid of trying again just because I was afraid of failing again to the point that I gave up on some of my dreams. I realized this was not doing me any good. It wasn't the failure itself, but my reaction and my way of dealing with it, which constituted the actual failure. Let me repeat that one more time. It wasn't the failure itself, but my reaction and the way I dealt with the failure, which constituted the actual failure. I realized that failure is unavoidable. I mean, we all fail at something at one point in our lives. As John Maxwell would say, failure is not final. So I realized that I had to come up with a better way of accepting it, embracing it, and coping with it. I once read this quote from Michael Jordan. It says, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. Did you knew that Michael Jordan missed more than 9,000 shots in her career? That he lost 300 games? That 26 times he was trusted to take the game-winning shot and he missed it? He said, I failed over and over in my life, and that is why I succeeded. If it wasn't for all his failures, he wouldn't be one of the most famous basketball players. Let me tell you a story. I remember one time, years ago, I was going to do one of my first big public speaking presentations. I took it very seriously. I mean, I prepared, I rehearsed over and over again. I remember even rehearsing in front of the mirror. I memorized every single word that I was going to say. 
But the more I practiced, the more insecure that I felt. I could not get out of my mind this idea that something was going to go wrong. I could see myself forgetting my lines. I even imagined myself falling down in front of everyone. I remember I was literally shaking minutes before going quote-unquote on stage. And this speech that I was doing, it was at the most 10 minutes long. I thought about backing up, making up an excuse not to have to talk in front of all those people. I just couldn't take out of my mind that thought that everything that could go wrong was going to go wrong. To make my story short, at the end, I end up doing my speech as it was planned, and it went well. I even got compliments. But I realized that how many times we don't even try something just because we are afraid of failing, or how many times we keep pushing things out because of that fear, and how many times after having done the thing, we realized that it wasn't that bad, that sometimes even we question why we were afraid on the first place, just like it happened to me. A study of the University of Michigan around fear concluded that the majority of our fears are unfunded. They find out that 60% of our fears are totally unwarranted. 20% have already happened and 10% are so petty that they don't really affect our lives. That only leaves a 10% left. And of that remaining 10%, only 4 to 5% is justifiable. And even half of those are things that we can't do anything about. That means that there's only a 2% of our fears that are something for which we should be concerned about. I try to keep those statistics in my mind every time that fear kicks in. Every time I feel fear of failing, I try to look at from the other perspective. I try to think that the chances of all the things that are going on my mind, all those things that I visualize going wrong, actually going wrong, is really slim. So... I try to focus on the positive outcomes. I try to think of what if I succeed? What if I don't fail, but instead I succeed? What if that will mean for my life, for my purpose, for my bigger goals, for my dreams? The truth is that fear has stopped me many times from trying many things. But there has also been times where I've been able to find the courage to try something despite my fear and ended up actually failing. I failed many times. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I was the worst at dealing with failure. So I came up with an approach that works for me on how to better deal with failure. And I want to share with you my new perspective on failure and the nine things that go through my mind every time that I fail and how now I have a completely different perspective of failure. Instead of fearing failure, instead of avoiding failure, I see failure as an opportunity. I see failure as 
the path for success. So let me share with you how I go about dealing with failure, the things that have helped me, and hopefully you find ideas that you can incorporate on how to better deal yourself with failure. Number one, I allow myself to feel disappointed. We all need to vent, right? That feeling of disappointment is painful. It is for me at least, but I've learned that it is important for me to embrace the feeling before I can let it go. So sometimes it just takes for me to vent with someone or sometimes just vent with myself and embrace that feeling. Okay, that only takes two minutes. Don't, I don't spend a lot of time beating myself up as I would do in the past. I just acknowledge and embrace that feeling. Number two, I take responsibility. I repeat to myself, it was my mistake. I failed. When you think about it, everyone fails at something sometime. So instead of blaming someone or something, I accept to myself... First, that I failed. Talking to myself and accepting my, to myself that I failed, it makes it easier to then be able to accept my failure in front of others. Number three, I try to find the positive side of failure. I believe that there's always a positive side, even when sometimes it might be hard to find or realize. Maybe it was that I learned something new. Maybe it is that I'm more mature as a result of that experience. Maybe I became stronger. Or maybe as a result of my failure, a new, better, bigger opportunity came up. Number four, I quickly moved to learning mode. I believe we can always learn something in every situation and failure is not an exception. So I asked myself a series of questions like, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the situation or from the situation? What would I do differently if I was in this same situation again? And then finally, what, what am I going to do next? Sometimes it's not trying the same thing. Sometimes as a result of my reflection, what is next is something completely different. So that question is very important. Now, what is next? Number five, I translate those learnings into goals and action plans. And I put due dates to my action plans. That is my way to avoid procrastination. I go to my calendar and I put a due date for all those actions that um, I'm planning to take. Number six, as I plan those next actions, I try to get on my optimistic view and think about what are or what could be the positive outcomes of my actions. What would success look like? What would I achieve in a, if I'm successful in accomplishing these action plans, these goals that I just set for myself? Number seven, if any negative thoughts or doubts surface, then I ask myself, what would it happen if I succeed and what would I feel? 
actually visualize how would I feel if I am successful. It's not only about what I accomplish, but how do I feel as a result of that accomplishment and be able to visualize that feeling helps me get out of my negative thoughts and my doubts. Number eight, I take those lessons learned that I talked about earlier and I plan what might go wrong. I make a list of all the things that might go wrong. So I don't just forget about the negative aspects or the risk or the challenges. I do write them down and I try to think what would my best self do if that challenge comes up. It might not come up, but I want to make sure that I'm prepared if it comes up. So I put together a plan, like a reaction plan, like a contingency plan on what is that I'm going to do if I'm faced with those challenges. So basically what I'm trying to do is taking control over those challenges instead of them taking control over me. Number nine. I stop comparing myself with others. I've learned that we compare our failures to other people's successes. And I truly believe that the media is the one to be blamed. I mean, what we see in social media, in newspapers, is people's successes. Our brain is wired to focus on other people's successes. But yet we don't know all the failures that it took them to get there. We don't know what is below the surface. We don't know how many times they tried and failed, how many times they made mistakes, how many attempts it took them to get where they are today. We only see the end result, and we compare their end result with our starting point. We need to stop comparing ourselves with others and start comparing ourselves to ourselves. When I failed and I put an action plan after that, I compare myself the second time against the first time. I might not get it right the second or the third time, but at least I'm comparing myself to myself and focusing on the progress that I'm making. And as long as I'm making progress, I know eventually I'll get to the point where I want to be. We need to focus on making progress versus trying to be perfect the first time that we try something. Because let's be realistic. It might happen once or twice, but most of the time it's going to take a few attempts before we get it right. I hope you find these tips helpful and you find ideas of things that you can do to help you better cope with failure. I hope that this episode today helps you get a different perspective on failure. I really invite you to embrace failure because it takes failure in order to achieve success. If you like this podcast, please leave me a review and don't forget to share this episode with anyone you think that can benefit from today's content. Also, please email me at leadingyourself at iCloud.com. That is leadingyourself at 
iCloud.com and send me suggestions of topics that you would like to see me covering in future episodes of this podcast. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'm looking forward to talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.